Hello, welcome back to another episode of Viva La Raza. In this episode, we'll be discussing the events of the Chicano Civil Rights Movement and how they succeeded and how they failed. With us today, we have two special guests. Hello, I'm Arlette. Hello, I'm Inuti. I'll be discussing influential events throughout this time period. So to start off, Chicanos have faced much discrimination all throughout American history and have fought against them just as long. Are there any specific events uh, you two really think helped in creating a basis for the civil rights movements of the 50s, 60s, and 70s? Yes, I think an early event in the movement was the gathering of El Primer Congreso Mexicanista in Texas in 1911. They organized to discuss social, labor, educational, and economic issues that Mexican-Americans faced in the United States. Many fought towards more opportunity and justice specifically in the field. An early case of this being the 1933 El Monteberry strike. The strike caused by Hicks camp for working conditions and low wages. While working conditions stayed similar, they achieved a negotiation of base daily wage of $1.50. This constant exploitation of Mexicans as a workforce has always been present. Mexicans were forced out of America during the Great Depression, but due to the economic hit of World War II, were called back as a labor source in the Press Settles program. The government had offered empty promises of equal pay and good living conditions. In the Black Civil Rights Movements, we saw expressions of retaliation through fashion statements and such. Was there anything like that in the Chicano movement? Yes, many Chicanos showed resistance against the discrimination they faced by wearing zoot suits. During World War II, fabric rationing was common, and zoot suits were suits that were two sizes too large, demonstrating non-patriotism. Even though the Chicanos were struggling much during this time period, this doesn't mean that they were without successes. Laws were also passed in aiding the Mexican-American community, though such as passing the Fist Fair Employment Practices by Senator Dennis Chavez Bill of New Mexico. Wait. This bill prohibits the discrimination due to race, creed, and national origin. In 1945, the segregation of schools was challenged by Mexican-American parents in California school districts. California Supreme Court case Mendes v. Westminster in favor of segregation going against the children's constitutional rights. Entering the new decade of the 50s with the civil rights movements really gaining action, what were some struggles Mexicans faced and how did they attempt to overcome them? In the new decade, Mexican-Americans are tested over and over again with injustices in the country. Operation Wetback took effect in 1954, deporting thousands of Mexican-Americans from their homes. The effect took the took of the Becerra's program had spread. Despite the poor conditions and wages, many Mexicans are still illusioned that the of the promise of employment. This led to an increase in illegal Mexicans entering the nation. There was an outcry from the nation claiming that these undocumented Mexicans were lowering wages for Mex- for white American citizens. The solution to this overpopulation of illegal Mexicans was Operation Wetback. These racial these, the spread of racial stereotypes of Mexicans were also spread across the country to support the actions of the operation. Not only were Mexicans in general deported, but also those whose parents migrated were, even if the person was a, was a citizen themselves. This kind of discrimination really brought attention to how poorly Mexican-Americans were treated and poorly represented in the nation. Mexicans were becoming restless of this discrimination. One instance of this was a fight in the court case of Hernandez v. Texas. A Mexican-American agricultural laborer, Peter Hernandez, was convicted of killing a man in Jackson County, Texas. His legal team discovered that in the past 25 years, not one Hispanic um, last name had been registered. His lawyer had filed using the 14th Amendment, claiming that Hernandez was not being given equal fair protection by being denied a trial by a jury of his peers. 
Texas state's lawyers argued that the 14th Amendment only applied to African-Americans, not to all minorities. In the end, it was ruled that the 14th Amendment applied to all racial minorities. This, this case proclaimed the progress for all minority groups that when one progressed, the others would be included. This would mean significant progress, not just for Chicanos, but for all minorities. What are some specific organizations that helped the movement? In 1965, we see the emergence of the United Farm Workers Association take place. The founders were Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta, and Philip Veracruz. In September 1965, Mexican farmers refused to pick grapes, being led in walkouts by Cesar Chavez. Mexican-Americans demanded equal opportunities at education, decent housing, and wages. Most Mexicans lived up $2 a day, being exposed to atomic chemicals day and night, living with two to three years of education and an expectancy of 49 years. The, the, the strike ended in July of 1970 with growers agreeing to pay grape puckers $1.80 an hour with an additional 20 cents for each box picked and protection against pesticides in the fields. Where were certain people involved in the Chicano civil rights movement that you believe uh, were greatly influential in the movement? For example, such as Cesar Chavez. One of the most influential person would have to be Rodolfo Corky Gonzalez. He held a high position as an activist who reclaimed Chicano identity. He grew up um, upon Aztec folklore, describing a symbolic Chicano homeland with the borders of the U.S. In his poem, I Am Joaquin, according to the legend, Aztec people had migrated from a place called Atzlan to Central Mer Amer to Central Mexico. To Chicanos, Atzlan had meant the southwestern U.S., their homeland. This served as a declaration that Chicanos are a nation. This poem was a cornerstone of the Chicano movement. When compared to the Black Civil Rights Movement, this poem could, be, could have been regarded as a parallel of I Have a Dream by MLK of the Black Citizen Rights Movement. Um Organizations began to spring about the country, dedicated to help cost change, um, newly one of them being the Brown Berets. Founded by David John Sanchez, the Brown Berets took for self-determination of Chicanos and the self-defense against police violence. The organizations fought for power, specifically in the education system, contributed heavily to an even larger movement. One such, one such example of this being the 1968 East LA walkouts. The walk with a stand against the racially discriminatory system of education, the Mexican-Americans were faced with many struggles within schools. They were often prohibited from speaking Spanish and discouraged from post-secondary education. They were often put into classes meant for people with learning disabilities and not allowed into higher education classrooms. Chicanos faced, were faced with a 60% dropout rate. Part of this being due to the fact that Mexican children were often pulled out of school to help their families in the fields. Um, taking a stand against these injustices, the East LA walkouts created a list of demands. They wanted curriculum changes. They wanted more Mexican-American administrators, a Mexican-American history course, and bilingual education. From March 1st to March 8th, over 15,000 high school students walk out of seven different high schools in East Los Angeles. On March 11th, the Educational Issues Coordinating Committee formed to present, to present the concerns of the LA Board of Education. They were denied the demands and 13 of the organizers were arrested on felony conspiracy charges. They had failed to bring about change, but they succeeded in bringing out awareness to this issue. Regarding the walkouts, were there any politicians who supported the movement? Bobby Kennedy was a clear supporter of these walkouts. 
I also like how you brought up the Brown Berets. If we may go back for a moment, do you think organizations like the Brown Beret overlapped with other organizations of the Black civil rights movements happening at the same time? Yes, the Brown Berets of the Chicano movement were very similar and inspired by the Black Panthers of the Black civil rights movement. The Black Panthers were also a group dedicated for self-determination and self-defense. However, in their case, they fought for Black Americans. The Brown Berets were very influenced by the Black Panthers in both style and ideals. The Black Panthers were also keen on helping the education system for minorities. However, the Black Panthers, instead of taking protests for their systematic discrimination, decided to take a more direct approach regarding the children, including giving off food, free food, legal aid, transportation, and giving off free clothes. In regards to how Mexican-Americans were treated in legal presence, how was their presence in uh, election and court changed? Similar to Black Americans, were often stopped from voting through poll taxes and use of literally literacy tests. Many of the candidates that would run were denied by the government. Mexican-Americans began to run cakewalks and tamales cells in order to afford registering people to vote. There were five candidates that ran for a political position who were called Los Cinco's. These candidates defeated the Anglo mayor of Crystal City in Texas. They, they allowed more Mexicans um, more Mexican-American candidates. As they began to join political parties, they began to ask themselves whether they should join an existing party or create their own party that would satisfy their needs. Much of the population disagree disagreed with creating a party that caters to Mexican-Americans. How are Mexican-Americans faced with discrimination? The Texas Rangers had been working with the Anglo Mary in order to bring down Mexican-Americans. These Texas Rangers were violent to Mexican-Americans and nothing was done to stop them. What was the Raza Unida Party and what what did it get what did it do for Mexican Americans? The Raza Unida Party was formed by Jose Angel Gutierrez and Willie Vasquez. They wanted change in social, political, and economic context. Women were the most helpful in this organization as they would recruit other women and help to register others to vote. Even though they played a huge role, they were still denied decision making. When bringing up the topic of women and having a say in decisions, many of the male members would have would leave the organization. The Raza Unida Party attempted to take control of the Crystal City government. It began to gain lots of support from the state of Texas and would begin to lead the Democratic Party. However, the group of militant, the group grew militant and supported the idea of a third party for Mexican Americans. Willie Vasquez, the second leader of the Raza Unida Party, left due to these changes. How did the Raza Unida Party help with the political changes? The Raza Unida Party helped Rancy Muniz run for governor of Texas. He would become the first Mexican-American candidate for governor. He campaigned all day and night and ran on the Democratic Party. Unfortunately, he didn't lose, and many people said that the party had not done enough for Mexican-Americans. What were the other thoughts on the uh, Raza Unida Party? They were suspected by the FBI to be communists. There was a huge, there was a large amount of police brutality towards Mexican-Americans. On March 17, 1973, police showed up to surround the Crusade for Justice headquarters. The Crusade for Justice helped settle many protests for Hispanic rights. Unfortunately, with the police showed up, many of the people in the headquarters were shot or got hurt. Even one of the buildings were bombed. However, the Raza Unida Party were proud to be Mexican, the word Chicano began to rise. After these successes throughout the decades, the Chicano civil rights movement had still not ended. It is important we stay educated on Chicano issues and support them through future events to come. Thank you for listening.